Welcome to this week's episode of Latchkey Movies, the podcast where we take a critical look at the movies your kids are watching without your supervision. Today, we are going to talk about the 2013 movie, Free Birds. My name is Sarah. I'm the mom of a six-year-old boy, probably at this point. Yeah, six. Probably at this point, yeah. (laughs) And I'm Briar Harvey. I'm the mom of an adult and a 10-year-old and a four-year-old and eight. None of them were willing to finish this movie. I didn't even try. (laughs) I didn't even try. The big complaint, honestly, I mean, it's the end of September when we are recording this. Right. The big complaint was, it's not Thanksgiving yet. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't even try. And in the end, I'm glad because I just, I didn't like this movie. And I don't really have, like, a good reason why. I just didn't enjoy myself while I was watching it. And that's really it. That's fascinating because I actually found this one to be decent. You know, mm-hmm. not great, but decent. There were enough bits that, that you appreciated. It. Yeah, that, that the the comedy adult in me deeply, deeply appreciated. <laughs> deeply all right. appreciated. Okay, all right. It has a twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, I'm not really shocked by this. No. It's produced and distributed by Relativity Media. I'm not entirely sure that they still exist. They went bankrupt in 2015. And if you look at their Wikipedia page, it's just li- like basically it's just a list of like lawsuits and things. I know. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I don't have time to process this. I'm moving on. <laughs> so I went to their movie listing. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there's some, there was some decent stuff in here. My understanding is that it was, like, a cooperative, and so they were buying and selling, and, like, as an entrepreneur, I've been in a number of cooperatives now. There are problems. Sure, yeah. There are problems because there's no one really in charge, and even when there's, like, a board of directors and a president... It's expected that everybody's just kind of kind of contribute and mm-hmm. cooperate, and that shit never actually happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So my guess is, if we looked into it, those lawsuits, I guarantee you they're from former members of the cooperative, oh, that, right? And that like, may explain why there are so many, because you're you're kind of like you've got a big base of people at that point. Right, right. Um, it looks like they, uh, it was animated by Real FX Creative Studios, and they yes. also did The Book of Life. I really like The Book of Life. I didn't realize it was the same animators. And they're doing a movie which has been coming for a while called mm-hmm. Rumble. It's what's it about? Uh, the newest date is it's so it's in association with WWE. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's a it's an underdog story or whatever. Mm-hmm. The cast is reputable, and it looks like it has some potential. They just have gotten really. I, I think they were scheduled to go early last spring you know i think i've seen a trailer for this in the movies so yeah Mm -hmm. it's been a while because i don't go to the movies because you don't go to the movies anymore (laughs) but yeah 
I, I, I feel like this just got deeply waylaid by COVID. And yeah. So... Yeah, because it looks like it's voiced by a lot of, like, wrestlers, obviously. So these are people that probably didn't have, like, sound studios set up in their houses, right? right. So, right. like, you're not getting people that are still working on recording in this situation. Right. Like, you and I... If we were doing voice work, would have been okay. Yeah, um, and most COVID. people who most people who do voice work have, have home a setups. home setup. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's why it's a lot of the stuff that's continued has been able to. Although I heard that the Bob's Burgers movie, they originally did continue everybody recording at home, but then it was really terrible, and they had to go back and re-record it all. <laughs> <laughs> that's just what I've heard. I don't know what the truth is to that. That's really interesting because generally, although Bob's and they're all Burgers, voice actors, right? I'm confused. Well, yeah, I don't do know. Do they record as an ensemble? Though? They may. I'm that not sure. may make a difference. Who knows? Most animated <laughs> films. We've talked about this before. They're recorded everybody records in a individually. Bubble, right? Yeah. Everyone records individually. But with some of the newer comedy shows, they started recording as an ensemble which is kind of a nightmare for the sound mm-hmm. people and i feel badly for the sound techs i mean but i feel like you that... get better comedy out of that right that's exactly what you get because you, you need play to be off able to of play each off other. each other yeah exactly so so this All one right. was directed by jimmy hayward who is a former pixar animator did from Toy Story through Finding Nemo. Okay. And then his directorial debut was Horton Hears a Who. So, not insignificant. Mm -hmm. He is also the voice of Ranger and the Elder and the President. Okay. Really? Got their money's worth. Yeah. Something I thought was interesting is this movie, well, the screenplay was co-written by Scott Mosier, which some people will know that name right away. But basically, he's most known for being a frequent collaborator with Kevin Smith um, and like in his podcasts and everything. Like he is a big part of the View Askew universe. Yes. Um, But also not usually a writer actually i went through his credits and he is not a writer at all at any other point in his career (laughs) he's mostly a producer and editor so that doesn't mean he hasn't written a lot that just means a lot of what he has written has not made it to production (laughs) (laughs) and so it's really it's tough because producers are all over the place and in like it's getting that writing credit is a percentage. So right. it's about the percentage of time that he was in the room mm-hmm. and the amount of copy that he contributed towards the final version of the mm-hmm. film. And my guess is he probably maybe didn't even mean to be. I have no maybe idea. some of the jokes. I would like, love to know the story behind it. I, but I would It's too. not there, so I don't always, know what it is. We're always so fascinated behind, with the behind the scenes <laughs> of animated production, and nobody documents this stuff, and it kills me because that's there's some fun shit going on back there, I tell you. <laughs> 
So, I can't tell you why this movie exists. Like, there's nothing there. I looked and looked and looked. I'd love the story. Like, who decided this movie needed to be a movie? We need more Thanksgiving movies. Which, you know what? Actually, as you think about it, Thanksgiving is like a big get-together-with-your-family kind of thing. You would think there would be more movies. It's a big time for movies to be released. But... There's like no Thanksgiving themed movies. There's no. no Thanksgiving movies. No. And, you know, there's a. It depends on your family, depends on where you're from. But, like, in mine, there was very much a, you know, that afternoon lull where possibly the dudes went outside to throw around a football. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, it's too cold for that shit. Sorry. Let's play cards instead. And yeah. this would have been perfect, like, background, right? Mm-hmm. This is this is the background to the Remy game. Right. That you stay inside playing while mm-hmm. the turkey is still cooking. Well, I and guess because so many people... So many people watch football on Thanksgiving, too, I mean, right? And, and we do watch football sometimes, but, you know, sometimes you want to have an option, really. Mm-hmm. We usually do the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, the dog show, um, and then we head off to dinner, and then we're stuck at dinner forever, which, not stuck, you know what I mean. We're at dinner forever, and then sometimes, like, before kids, we would go to a movie after dinner a lot of the time, but now, by the time dinner's over, it's time for the kid to go to bed, so we're going home. Since we don't have big family close by or that we speak to anymore it's just the five of us so largely thanksgiving day is i I spend time in the kitchen Mm -hmm. i opted out last year i said i Mm -hmm. wasn't doing it i wasn't doing it Mm -hmm. so i I, i'm still not quite sure about this year yeah i don't know either is a lot of Mm -hmm. work Mm-hmm. It's not a joint effort, and I just don't know that I have it in me. Last so. year, we did not travel for Thanksgiving, obviously, so it was mm-hmm. just... And my son was in school, so we were keeping ourselves separate from the rest of the family. Um, so I cooked Thanksgiving dinner for the three of us, and I actually really enjoyed it. I had never cooked a full turkey before. That was the first time. Um and it was funny because we went through this whole process where I had ordered a turkey. And I I, I specifically ordered it like a local organic turkey because I figured that was the best way to get a small turkey, right? Like I don't need a massive turkey. There's only three of us. Organic turkeys are typically smaller, right? Right. So I specifically ordered one through like this uh, local store. And I was like, I want it. I can't even remember. I'm like, what's the smallest size you typically get? And they're like, oh, it's like... I'm going to say numbers here, and I can't even remember. This is, like, a while ago, and it's I don't cook enough turkeys to actually know what I'm talking about. But I was like, I want the smallest size turkey. And they're like, our turkeys are usually between, let's say, 10 and 20 pounds. I was like, okay, the closest to 20 or the closest to 10 you can get, I would like that. And so they called me, like, a couple of days before, and they're like, we're just calling everybody to let them know that, like, for whatever reason, our turkeys were really big this year. <laughs> And they're like, so the smallest turkey I can give you is like 17 pounds. And I'm like, all right, well, 
it's too late to get a turkey somewhere else, right? Like, I'm stuck with this 17-pound turkey for three people. So then I go to pick it up, like, the day that they're available. They gave me an 11-pound turkey. <laughs> like, it was like a roller coaster of emotions over this turkey. <laughs> Which apparently you shouldn't be eating at all, by the way. That's, that's the pizza. message of this movie. You should be eating pizza instead. Well, my son would be happy with that because pizza is like one of the only foods he actually eats. It depends if they have a gluten-free crust. Although mm. that is becoming more available yeah. for me as time goes on. Although I, it really it depends on what it's made, made out, out of and whether mm. or not I actually respond very well to it or not. But... Costco so, has a really good cauliflower crust pizza. I like the cauliflower crust. Although sweet mm. potato is actually my favorite. Mm. It gets to be like the puffiest and Oh, because it's got starch to it. Because it does. It has starch mm-hmm. to it. So, hmm. I've never encountered a sweet potato one before. I've eaten a couple with frozen sweet potato crust. Yeah, I feel like that's probably the best way to do it. Daily Harvest has a couple of sweet potato crusts that are tasty. Okay. (laughs) Pizza. But that's that's actually, that's like a great way to make your pizza very Thanksgiving appropriate. Sweet potato crust. crust. There you go. It's perfect. (laughs) It's all in line with the harvest thing. (laughs) So I have to say, when I was looking this movie up last night while I was trying to make my children watch it, I was like, oh, this cast is actually really big. Yeah, it is. Why Why did all of these people sign up? That's a great question. For uh, <laughs> a Thanksgiving turkey a movie. Thanksgiving? Made by Relativity Media, written I, by and produced by and directed by. Like, where's the, like, what's the draw here? Where did they come from? (laughs) So we've got Owen Wilson, who has certainly made the rounds. He's basically playing Owen Wilson as a turkey. Yeah, I do. (laughs) But he's a decent voice actor. We've seen him a few things. He's great. Woody Harrelson here. I Ooh. so remember the conversation we had about how I just in my head when we were Oliver and Company it is uh what's his face um Bruce Willis and Bruce it's Willis. not yeah it's always it's Bruce, not Willis. Bruce Willis yes this movie I it's Nathan Fillion I it, it, he talks like Nathan Fillion like it's a Nathan Fillion character and I just I can't I know it's Woody Harrelson, but I can't not picture it as Nathan Fillion. And then my husband walked in and he's like, is that Nathan Fillion? And I was like, what? I'm not crazy. <laughs> so you're not making this No. Up. Like, no, and- totally unprompted. He just pulls it like, is that Nathan Fillion? I'm like, thank you. Well, and intriguingly, I did not think it sounded like Woody. Woody mm-hmm. has a... Slight it's accent. not a drawl, but it, yeah. there's something to it. Mm-hmm. And that was not at all on display here, mm-hmm. which was wild to me. Which tells me Woody's done voice work and can probably 
probably get rid of that at will and just chooses to keep it. Right. That's like the, I don't know, characteristic Woody Harrelson, (laughs) except he's not using it here. It's wild. But he was fine. Like, it was, yeah, it was was a decent enough character. It was okay. (laughs) George Takei as the time capsule robot Steve was delightful. Yeah. But I really... So here's the other part. Did you notice all the Star Trek characters? I did because not. Because in addition <laughs> to George, you're not a huge I Trekkie. don't I watch know. Star Trek. I know. <laughs> We've so talked about that before. So in addition to George Takei, it was Cole Meany as Miles Standish the Hunter. You, Other people would know him as uh, Chief O'Brien. From mm-hmm. both Next Gen and Deep Space Nine. And then Robert Beltran was the Indian chief. I'm going to butcher this, y'all. I apologize. Massasoit. And uh, he would be Chicote from Voyager. So, intriguingly, although there were some interesting like racial questions, and I'm sure we will get into them, they did actually get an indigenous man to play the Indian chief. Hey! So, I to gotta go. give them props for that. Yeah. That's good. Um, so, Amy Poehler plays the girl turkey. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, Keith David plays the turkey chief, right? Yes. Yes. And... You know, again, when my husband came in and pointed out that it sounded like Nathan Fillion, he's like, I know exactly what you're going to talk about when you have to talk about Keith David. And I'm like, yeah, I I cannot hear Keith David and not think of Requiem for a Dream. And I promised my husband I wouldn't talk specifically about what in Requiem for a Dream I can't think about. I can't not think about. But if you know, you know. You know. Every time I hear Keith, Keith David, that's oh, what I think guy, about. She's getting all teary and stuff. Because like, <laughs> if you know, you know. And, and I, he's I, in I, everything. He's in yeah, everything. I know. It's, and it's... I'd rather not be reminded of that movie that frequently. <laughs> <laughs> but then my husband pointed out, he's like, do you think if he could go back and not do that movie, he would have gone back and not done that movie? You don't? I think so many people people associate him with that movie in one scene in particular. <laughs> so, since we're speaking of Star Trek. Okay. When Renee Abergenois died, they were talking about him as from Deep Space Nine and also Benson. Mm-hmm. And there was a time after Deep Space Nine where he joked, look, if I can just be remembered for this show instead of Benson, mm-hmm. I'll have won something, right? Like, and yet, those are the pivotal roles. Early actors, actors get very, mm, have feelings about their early work, and yet it's yeah. some of their best sometimes because when you're new to the craft no no it's bad work it's bad work but there's a there's a rawness to it 
Yeah, no, but Keith David's been acting since 1979. Like, steadily no, active. Super Dream is what? Early 90s? Late 90s. It's actually 2000. 2000. Okay. Yeah. So he has, let's see, I'm just scrolling through really quick to give you an estimation. He has at least one project, like, every year from 1986 through 2000. And most years he has multiple projects. I really think if he could go back and get rid of Requiem for a Dream, he would. I think so. Because I think so many people associate him with that character. Maybe. It's, it's, it's tough to know. He's done a lot of voice work. He has like done a lot of voice, voice work. voice work. He's in the um, English dub of Princess Mononoke. Um, Hercules. Mm-hmm. He plays Apollo. Oh, he's in The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Um, yeah, so does a lot of cartoon voice work. So I guess it's no surprise that he's doing oh, this. Oh, so we'll be getting back to him. We'll talk about him at least twice more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's in Coraline. Um, let's see, quick skim through here. Anything else? Yeah, we'll be talking about him a lot more. So, yeah, wow. All right. Want to get into the movie? Sure. <laughs> so, my initial thought on this movie was it just throws you right in. Like, there's oh, no, it, really does. it doesn't waste any time. You're just like, boom, 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 boom. All right, we're traveling through space. I think it was, or time, I think it was like 15 minutes into this hour and a half movie when he first gets in to the um, time machine. That's quick. There's a lot that goes on. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There's a lot of quick backstory. But we've talked about that before. That's great for the kids. Yeah. Like. We don't need a lot of exposition. Just show. No. Just Just show. show. And and they they did show fairly Mm -hmm. well. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think, especially in that beginning sequence. There were, there were some really good lines. Mm-hmm. There were some really good, like, sequences of slapstick and other forms of humor. The best one, I thought, was, there are turkeys. How do we address it? Cranberries. And the scene with the chrononaut on the glass and the sliding. That was amazing. Squeaking down the glass. Squeak out. (laughs) And relatively, I do have to say, I thought the animation was pretty solid. Yeah. The, The time travel scene looks good. Space looks really, really good. Mm hmm. The turkeys are. I feel like this was probably, without knowing, this was probably traditional animation of the animals, of the turkeys and the people, mm-hmm. and then they computer generated everything else. That okay. would be my guess. Okay. At this yeah, point, I... I feel like we've seen so many that we can make <laughs> fairly accurate assessments of that, and yeah, that would be my guess. Right, and knowing that the same studio then did The Book of Life, that's a really pretty movie, too. Like, um, so, 
They're, they know their stuff. They know how to animate. <laughs> I'll give them that. It is visually... <laughs> I, I know, right? It's really... <laughs> man. <laughs> so... I have questions. Okay. How does Steve speak turkey? Oh, I, you know, as soon as I saw you write that down, because we were making notes at the same time, so we were obviously (laughs) watching the movie at the same time. As soon as I saw you write that, I'm like, well, obviously he has a universal translator, um, like a babblefish or whatever. But it is like a. It's a trope in sci-fi that there will be some way for everybody to communicate. So why not Turkey? I do. They did do. There were some moments where especially the. What was. What the hell is the main character bird's name? Reggie. Reggie. (laughs) Where Reggie was like yelling about something and mm-hmm. then cut back to him yes, gobbling like a turkey. <laughs> Those moments yeah. were both pretty good. Because until the first time that happened, I was sitting there, I'm like, oh, does he actually talk? And then it happened, I'm like, okay, thank you for clarifying that. He does not talk to people. <laughs> he does not talk to people. He's just, it's just Steve, who was the narrator, by the way. So yes. that's how, that's how that the talking birds obviously happen because Steve can talk to the birds. I have a question about birds and talking and Steve, and it's kind of like adjacent. If you stuck around for the post credit scene, when Jake comes back and he has a chicken and a duck and he's like, they're all standing there and they're like, you've only been gone for a couple of seconds. He's like, I've been gone for years, but I have to tell you about turd duckin'. <laughs> <laughs> so did you see it or no? No, I didn't. Oh, you I laughed. Okay. It. So he, it's, he's got a turkey and a chi- or a duck and a chicken in his hands. And the chicken and the duck are not intelligent species. Like they are animals. And that leads me to a lot of questions about the elder and his son. Because they talk well, about how he had his son with a chicken. And, and what they, does they, that imply? They, they clearly, <laughs> there was a brief moment there, too, where, like, you did this. Like, yeah, yeah. Y- you bred with the lower species yeah. of the chicken. <laughs> yeah. And you asked, Who'd... too. Because you asked about the turkeys being blue and red. Yeah. Why are some, like, 90% of the turkeys are red, right? And then you've got a couple of blue turkeys. Except that's in the future. No. Look at, no, but if you look at the nursery in the past, Mm -hmm. there are red ones, there are orange ones, Mm -hmm. and there are a bunch of blue ones. But if you look at the collective group of underground turkeys in they the are past mostly they're like 90 percent red i know there's like i could think of three blue turkeys four blue turkeys uh the girl her brother reggie and then that weird small thing so my theory then <laughs> isn't that it's racist it's that it's the leadership cast of turkeys well no that- but the current the current chief of the turkeys is red. Well, 
Maybe but he married up. His yeah, maybe he married up because both of his <laughs> children are blue. Well, I, I didn't mean necessarily racist in that there's blue turkeys and there's red turkeys. I was racist in that. Is it kind of racist that they made the turkeys red? Like, oh, man. And I, the implications of that? Or am I thinking too much into it? Because turkeys I don't know. are, what color is a real turkey? They're red, right? They're red. They are red. Okay. Then I'm yeah. going to give them. But why specifically make some of the turkeys blue then? So what I was actually bothered by in terms of the racial questionability is all of the extra feathers. Like indigenous tribes would wear, right? Okay. Like there were all the hair feathers and mm -hmm. there were the necklaces it felt like we were making the turkeys an indigenous tribe. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100% they were. Mm -hmm. um, and now I just looked at a bunch of pictures of turkeys, and it seems like turkeys can have varying amounts of blue and red, but they are oh. typically more red, and it doesn't look like they are ever entirely blue. So... We're gonna we're gonna cut some slack on the coloration, but less so on the overall modeling of the yes, turkeys as that's an what indigenous I'm tribe. Yes, they were yeah. one hundred percent meant to be an indigenous tribe, and then they made them all red. <laughs> well, because turkeys are mostly red. And yes, we'll, we'll, but but still. then they specifically made some blue, and that made me question it. If they had all been red, I would have been like, sure, okay, whatever. This is the story you're telling. So, because, like, I was, like, the intelligent turkeys, right? Because Reggie was the only blue one in the future. Mm-hmm. And then when he comes to the past, although the brother is just as dumb as... Right, and Jake is red. J Jake is red, yes. Jake is red. The, I don't know. Was the turkey posturing necessary? The tur what do you mean? Like, the, when Jake and... Uh, the brother. The brother. What's the brother's name? I wrote it down up here. Ranger. When Jake okay. and Ranger are fighting and blowing up their turkey waddles, because that's a thing turkeys yes. do. Yes. Mm -hmm. that, that, yeah. But it was just... I don't know. You know, the we didn't dance get off was funny. <laughs> Did the turkeys ever fly? Um, in the movie, I mean. In the scene where Reggie and what's her name are in the space, uh, the time capsule. They mm -hmm. kind of look like they're flying mm -hmm. as they're going down to Earth. But no, at no point in time did any of these birds fly anywhere. Because turkeys can fly. Because turkeys can fly. And it's kind of hilarious. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> do you have wild turkeys near you? Yes, we have okay. wild turkeys. It sounds so like do we. you have wild turkeys. Yeah. You can now, hear them from my house sometimes, and it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> now, let's be clear. They don't fly no. long distances. Uh -uh. They, they, they kind of scoot across the sky. <laughs> it's, not, it's not graceful. 
No. When I was in college, they had to close our um, cafeteria at one point, our dining hall, because a turkey flew into the window. (laughs) (laughs) A few years ago, there was this really bad cold snap here, Mm -hmm. and the turkeys would freeze in Mm -hmm. the sky. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's like some WKRP stuff. It really was. (laughs) There were a few of them here. It was largely in South Dakota, which was a little bit colder than we were. Oh, yeah. The falling turkeys. Like, frozen falling. Like, did you order a turkey? Here, have one. So... But they didn't ever fly in this movie. And there were a couple of places where, even as a plot device, it they would have flown. been yeah. helpful. <laughs> Did they just not want to animate turkey flying? I mean, I, I can, I, I maybe can go with that because <laughs> I'm not kidding, y'all. Go see if you can find it on YouTube or something. Turkey flying is a trick. Okay. You just have to, like, just Google turkey flying, and you get, like, a bunch of just images of a turkey flying, and you can imagine how silly it is to see in real life. Yes. <laughs> they end up on the roofs a lot of time here. Oh, yeah. Because I think maybe it's warm up there. Uh-huh. In the winter, maybe. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Another some... question about real turkeys. Do they live underground? Do turkeys create, like, tunnel systems i'm i'm gonna go with no (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) another have we another turkey factoid because this one always cracks me up did you know benjamin franklin wanted the turkey yes the national national bird bird. Mm -hmm. yes yes yep i think that's a fantastic story called them the most noble bird in the sky. He did. Turkeys, um, turkeys sleep in trees, just because it keeps them safe from predators. That makes a lot more sense than turkey tunnels. Turkey tunnels. <laughs> but there again, they have to fly to get up into the trees. Yeah, they're just. It's more like. Long distance jumping. It really is. So, um, let's see. I did appreciate the daughter being made chief instead of rain through the fence post. Mm -hmm. That was that was a nice touch. When the turkey magic put the two pieces of the shell back together. Yeah, because it just stuck that way forever yeah. after. Like, it's it was just, whole after that. Yep, turkey, turkey magic. magic. Doesn't happen anywhere else in this movie, but it does there. There's turkey magic. The, the line <laughs> as the turkey tribe, because there's no other good, like, I, I felt like it was, like, maybe reminiscent to Braveheart, right? <laughs> Just sure. the line of turkey soldiers on the mm-hmm. horizon as they're yeah. getting ready to storm the man. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like they tried to do some things well 
and then failed miserably in so many other areas. So, like, Jake's backstory? Devastating. Oh, yeah. So, what? we assume he's a farm-grown He's a factory-farmed turkey. His mother has him but keeps him hidden in her cage. That's like some, what is it, room? (laughs) Yeah, some... (laughs) And then the turkeys are like, here, bring these eggs out into the world with you. This is our only, like, chance of, like, surviving? Uh, Yeah, yeah. And then he can't get the eggs out? (laughs) Oh! Poor Jake. Poor Poor Jake, Jake indeed. Thank God for the great turkey showing up at that time with the sacred doorknob. (laughs) What the fuck was that about, by the way? It's one of those time loop things. Right. Yeah. We had to have, but the sacred doorknob, I just... It's because what? it's what he had. So dumb. (laughs) So dumb. Like, Like, I really, I do. I feel like they tried and almost made it there on so many levels. This movie actually really could have been, I, I hesitate to say great. Good it reminds though. me a lot of, like, Turk or, um, Chicken Run. Yeah. Right? Same, similar? Although Chicken Run is basically a Holocaust movie. Yeah. Yeah, we... we, we we, we haven't watched to, it yet, but we've talked about it before. We've talked about it, but no. Because, yeah, man. What? <laughs> I, I just, wow, y'all. I, I appreciate that we want to have these conversations with our kids. I do. I get that. And we can workshop that shit a little bit better, is all yeah. I'm saying. Just, right, just, yeah. just, just spend a little bit more time in the writer's room, mm-hmm. maybe. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so yeah, that's about. Um, I I did like. I almost almost got a tear for the. I did not. Was not particularly moved by the factory farm turkeys, which was horrific and probably should have made me cry. But it was mm-hmm. just so out of left field. Ridiculous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That I was just like, but I did the the flapping of the wingies with the feathers in the circle out the tree. That was. I knew you were going to say that about that scene. Th- th- that was that <laughs> that was almost a moment. Almost. We've watched enough movies together now, where I th- that you know what gets me. You do. <laughs> there were absolutely not enough songs for Sarah. But there was. A social distortion cover of Around the Bend for the credits, so Which that was, was decent. Good. Yeah. Which was decent. There were no children, so, you know. Well, there were, but they weren't really. Oh, they were just the, baby turkeys, fluff And balls. the president's daughter. Oh, the president's oh, daughter, yeah. The narcoleptic, right? Just, yeah. I, I, I know kids like that, though. I, I have one that will just, like, pass out in weird, random <laughs> positions. Okay, I'm tired now. <laughs> yes. So a kid would definitely, like, become attached to a turkey and oh, yes. insist that that be the turkey that gets saved. Oh, yeah. 
yeah with the, with the eyeballs and the mm-hmm. oh yeah that 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 part would actually happen but that's really the only kid in mm-hmm. here to truly have a moment for mm, what age what age what age i mean four and ten didn't care so yeah i mean i don't think there's anything like context wise that you have to be concerned about no uh, it's more of if your kid will actually sit and watch if, it. If your kid will actually, <laughs> and again, I think at Thanksgiving time, because that was the great yeah. complaint. Like when it was on, before they got bored with it, right? They, there was engagement with it, but getting them to it was uh But it's mm-hmm. not Thanksgiving yet, so yeah. Yeah, maybe of the season, it would be more of a draw. There is thankfully no Halloween costume here, which is good because that being a turkey with a cultural appropriation <laughs> feathers is a, a bridge too far. I feel. Thank God, Thanksgiving comes after Halloween is really all I'm saying. Because <laughs> it was never a glimmer in anybody's eye that this would be a Halloween costume. No, exactly. <laughs> I will say, given how dubiously terrible it was, it did make a fair amount of money. I was really budget, surprised by that. <laughs> budget of fifty-five million, box office of one hundred and ten million. So clearly, there is a gap in the Turkey Day movie department that this thing filled. Because when I feel was like- it released? Oh, that's a good question. I did not I'm checking look at that. right now. Please tell me it was at Thanksgiving because November first. November first. Because like, when else would you release this movie? Yeah, no one would. You see You literally it. have like one month that this movie is relevant. It's right because like as soon as Thanksgiving happens, we're into full on holiday movie time. Right. That's when all you get you get all the big blockbuster movies for the holiday season. Thanksgiving. And we've talked about how that affects movies like the Halloween ones that mm-hmm. don't get released at Halloween have, mm-hmm. like, Casper right. was in the spring, as I yeah. recall. So, yeah. All right. What more so, do we have to say about this one? We have to rank it or my assistant will kill me. She will listen to <sighs> So you didn't rank this one again, right, Briar. Give me a second here. I think I am. What did we? Turkey Hollow got a three, but that was like a wait. We we wait holiday movies. Oh, yes, right? we do wait holiday. So movies, as far I could, uh, this will get a three from me. This is a three for with Thanksgiving the movie. Holiday waiting. Yes, I think maybe even a three and a half. Because you liked were, it better than Turkey Hollow. Because um, I, I, I think I like Turkey Hollow better. I, I think this one was funnier. Okay. There were there were some actual moments that I legitimately laughed. Okay. I'll give that it to cranberry you. sauce line was <laughs> like, and but only let's be clear here, only at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. This movie would be like a negative twelve any other time of mm-hmm. year because I was I would just be so <laughs> mad at it. Yeah. What the fuck? is this shit? Right. I can't even know. So, but, but yeah, three and a half on Thanksgiving because I'm feeling festive. 
So we're doing all of them in a composite. Yeah, right? we're going to just talk about all of them. So that'll be the animated and the Jim Carrey version. And, and then, then the, the new, new Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. And then to finish out the year, we're going to do It's a Wonderful Life. I feel like... I'm excited. I'm really excited. It's one of my favorite movies. It's a wonderful life. It's 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 gonna be so much fun. It'll be good to end the year on like a positive note. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've had a lot of not positive notes in our movies this year. (laughs) (laughs) And it doesn't matter how old it is or what's there i've seen it so many times to know my opinion of it is not changing yeah right and it will always be my favorite christmas movie yes me too so if you are one of those people that really absolutely hates it's a wonderful life i'm giving you a pass you can skip that episode because we have already come out and told you that like we were both huge fans of that movie so there will be i I mean there are things to be critical about and i am absolutely absolutely gonna be bringing the whole a game to that movie but at the end of the day that movie is special yes it just is so be prepared prepared for us to fangirl all over it is what we're saying all right y'all you can find us at Latchkey Movies on Facebook and Instagram. We are latchkeymovies at gmail.com if you wish to send us mail. You can call us and complain or give us feedback. We're, we're open. It's 402-885-4875. And if you have found this meaningful and would like to contribute to our organic turkey fun for Thanksgiving. But only a 10-pound one. (laughs) But only a 10-pound one. It's at ko-fi.com slash briar. Sarah will certainly see her percentage of the turkey money. (laughs) And we will catch y'all on the flip side. See you then. Bye. Bye.